CFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com for all your vintage toy needs. You can also find Mega Toy Fan at popular robot and toy conventions year-round. Minimize your costs and maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com. Transformers for your listening pleasure, TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. Now, where did I put that chorus star? Right here. You take the chorus star. Transformers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to TFYLP, Transformers for Your Listening Pleasure, episode number 235, recorded February 26, 2016. I am your host, Deron Land, a.k.a. Weird Wolf. Along with me this afternoon is Jack Brunner. Hey, everybody. And Rick Alvarez. And he's, his, mic's, uh, his mic is muted. Uh, Yes, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> All, uh, joining us shortly should be uh, Michael Swift. Uh, um, he was uh, outside and uh, needed to get showered up, so uh, he's setting up and everything right now. Um, I want to apologize to everyone for not broadcasting last night on uh, our normal night on Saturdays. Uh, I was kind of feeling under the weather, and the only other person uh, that's able to broadcast was uh, uh, Brett, and he is not... Uh, he was not available last night, so uh, uh, so the decision was made to postpone it to today, and hopefully I was going to feel better, and fortunately I do. I feel like a million bucks today. Yay! <laughs> but I didn't yesterday, so here we are today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, collections and uh, um, how we display them. Uh, there was a topic I had it handy here, and I closed the, the tab in here to pull it up. Once again, uh, preparedness. Yay. <laughs> well, I did have it pulled up, but I, I uh, accidentally closed the window before we went live. <laughs> okay. Way to go. Yes. Way to go, Duran. Yay. All right. Um, uh, Carrie Pan uh, Panagopoulos uh, wrote in, uh, Hey, guys, I thought another possible topic idea for a future show. What is your personal preferences or styles for displaying your Transformers collection? Such as, do you use IKEA Detolf glass cases, like the ones behind me here? Uh, well, most of the ones behind me. <laughs> or uh, do you uh, keep your, uh, uh, your Transformers in their original packaging or take them out? 
You have specific rules for displays, uh, such as no class, uh, classics mixed with your masterpieces or no G1s with your Beast Wars, etc. Uh, or no Autobots and Decepticons. Do you display them with your accessories or do you just uh, have a storage box for those? Just an idea to kick around. I'm interested in your opinion, opinions and experiences since I'll be setting up my collection soon. Um, great question, and I want to thank Carrie for uh, sending that in a few weeks ago. Uh, we're always looking uh, for uh, topical ideas that uh, fans love to, uh, like to submit, and we love to use them. We love hearing from our fans. Uh, you can send some in at uh, uh, our Facebook group. Uh, facebook.com slash groups slash tfylp that's where all the latest information on uh, tfylp is at uh, you can also tweet us uh, even during the live broadcasts at tfylp uh, on twitter uh, and uh, just let us know what you're thinking we have a live chat going on right now and so if you are watching us live feel free to comment and we may mention your comments live on air um I know, I know Rick is uh, going through a process right now that uh, a lot uh, a lot of people may be interested in, and I'm 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 absolutely stoked seeing some of the things that that he's been working on over the the last little bit. Um, uh, I'm sure uh, you've got All quite right, a bit well, to tell me, us. Uh, <laughs> let's let's jump into that. Unfortunately, I don't have any pictures, but we are working on a new segment to the website which will allow me to post updated uh, updates about how the progress is going so i've been in this new house for uh for almost a year now and i'm very fortunate where the basement is um a little bigger than than most basements uh we have uh, 2400 square feet and we have 11 foot tall ceilings in the basement and i'm in the process right now of uh the house, this is how we bought the house. I didn't ask for that custom basement. Uh, we bought the house, it was, it was finished, and the basement was just sitting there, and I saw such a huge potential. So, um, basically, we're making the inside of the ark inside the basement. Nice. We, uh, we are taking uh, orange paints and yellow paints, screen where all my G1 boxed items uh, will be placed behind. Uh, we're going to make the ceiling, uh, it's going to be two types of ceilings. We're going to have a tiled ceiling which will be black and there's a reason why it's going to be black. But we're also going to do a rock facade. So this consists of putting up mesh and then plaster and then painting the plaster to look like rock. And we're going to put up the plaster but not paint it until the floor is done. What we're going to do for the floor is an acrylic, an acrylic uh, coat, which is going to have uh, veins of different colors in it to make it look like uh, striations that you would find in stone. 
And then once the floor is done, then we're going to go back and paint the rocks that are on the ceiling. And then any poles that are in the basement, they're going to be covered with rock, rock as well. And we're going to paint those to match the floor. So it gives it an, uh, um, an all-encompassing like a cave look. display. Right. We're going for the best way to describe what we're doing in the, in the basement is the bat cave. And then, so I talked about the, the ceiling tiles. The reason we're going to go black is because um, I do enjoy me some Star Wars vehicles. And we're doing a 15 by 15 foot section in the ceiling uh, where we're going to put uh, little LED lights in the ceiling tiles to make it look like a star field. And we're going to put some Bluetooth speakers up there. And I'm going to hang all my Star Wars vehicles from that section in, in a battle scene. And then we'll be able to switch the speakers from the sound of Star Wars battle noises to like water dripping or bats fluttering, hmm. depending on on who I have there at the moment, who's ever visiting and, and the type of feel I want. And then uh, on the other side, we're uh, we're building a uh, the inside of the Nemesis, which will be a dark purple. And that section is going to house all the non-toy items. So the lunch boxes, the pillowcases, the pencil sets. Uh, I'm a big collector of those non-toy licensed goods. And they're going to have their own section that's going to look like the inside of the Nemesis. And uh, finally, um, I also collect uh, AVP, Alien vs. Predator. And I'm a big fan of all the NECA stuff. And we are doing a section which will uh we're going to take fiberglass and we're going to try to recreate the resin look of the alien hive and then that'll be on front of a pegboard and that's where i'm going to hang all the vintage kenner figures i have and all the vintage uh, all the all the NECA stuff that i have for alien and predator and all the terminator stuff i also have uh one of the one-to-one scale reproduction eggs of Alien, that's uh, nice. I think they're actually made from the mold that was used in one of the movies. So I have a pretty large display case that's a rectangular case which will fit perfectly right in front, and then we'll customize the case to make it look like uh, a tube with the egg inside of it on the wall. And my my wife really hates this idea. So <laughs> we're definitely doing it. We're gonna put up a mannequin. With the face hugger, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I was gonna suggest that. <laughs> We're gonna put up a, a face hugger on it, and then there's one more section which will be for my daughters to play with. Uh, we're gonna decorate that with Lego and princesses, and, and they love Batman and Hulk. And the way you'll get into that uh, section will be through a drawbridge, and that front castle area which will separate my section from theirs. It's going to look like Castle Grayskull. Because mm, nice. Casey, my five-year-old, she loves He-Man, and she uses Castle Grayskull as her Rapunzel tower. <clears throat> so that's what's happening in the basement. I've been taking pictures of the whole thing as we've been working on it. Uh, it's uh, We're done with the framing. We're done with the drywall. We're uh, moving on to the ceiling next. Um, I'm going to do a lot of dioramas i'm in the middle right now of building a, a uss flag oh. it's uh, 16 and a half feet long and six and a half feet wide and it's based off the uh original flag toy 
slash the G.I. Joe Resolute flag. It's got the two launch ramps, and it fits uh, 26 Sky Strikers. Holy crap. And, uh, I, the Sky Strikers at, are not small. <laughs> no, no. When I was at, at Hasbro, <clears throat> um, the Sky Striker had come out. I, I was uh, was there at the time, and I think at one point they were like six ninety seven in the employee store, and oh. I just I bought every one I could find. I have boxes and boxes of Sky Strikers. Uh, along with all the other vintage vehicles, um, the so Sky, that's one display. The Sky Striker uh, was actually one of the few GI Joe vehicles that I actually owned as a kid. Loved it. it it's definitely a classic. Uh, we're we're gonna do a He-Man battle scene to display the new era He-Man figures from Mattel. And uh, outside, we've already done this. We created a landing. There's uh, French doors that go to the outside. And we've already created a landing of a flat flagstone with a four-by-four-foot Autobot symbol frame with redstone in the middle of it. So mm. the frame is black. And I, I think, Duran, you've seen that. Yes. With, with the redstone. So as you walk into the basement from the outside, you'll, you'll see this giant four-by-four-foot Autobot symbol in this giant uh, stone landing. Uh, so everything's going to be customized. It's it's a process. It's, it's ex- expensive, and I've been documenting the whole thing. And we're going to do a red carpet opening when it's done. And hopefully we'll stream that live on Tiflip. And uh, um, so, as I said, I'm going to start uploading these pictures of the work in progress uh, to the website so you guys can can see where we're at. I'm a year into this already. And I'm a lot farther than I thought I would be at, at this point. Um, I think we're around uh, $11,000 into this, and we're about to drop 9K on the ceiling. So it's. Uh, but it's going to look it, awesome. <laughs> it's when it's done, it's going to look like nothing you've ever seen before. It's going to be totally custom. And then all the, I've got a bunch of DTOF cases. Uh, those we're going to make those look like uh, uh, stalagmites coming up out of the ground. Uh, and then the lights are going to be uh, stalag. It's stalagmites are from the ceiling, right? And stalagmites are from the ground, right? I so. Yeah. So we're going to have stalagmites, and then we're going to put recessed lights at the bottom of them so that it looks like uh, the lights are coming from inside the rock. And then we're going to put some dinosaur uh, uh, bones in the in the plaster of some of the rocks. So it looks like some of the Dinobots bones are in there. Cause it's supposed to represent the inside of the arc. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Autobot symbol is all going to be orange and yellows. And we've already started painting that, that section. The other section is going to be Decepticon. There'll be the alien wall. Um, and then coming down, there's two staircases that go into the basement. The main staircase is actually going to look like the inside of a Rancor. Uh, not a rancor. I'm sorry. The Sarlacc pit. Oh. So, um, <clears throat> we're gonna have, we're gonna paint on the walls the tentacles of the Sarlacc, and then where the tentacles end, there'll be a different piece of art hanging. And and I've started framing some of my high end art pieces. And Duran, I know you. I've I've shown you a couple of them already. Yeah. Uh, some some quite unique pieces. And then original box art too. Some of it is, isn't it? So, maybe. And then uh, as you go down into the basement, we're going to take uh, raptor claws. I bought a bunch of these. We're going to uh, cast some more up, and we're going to use those as the teeth for the Sarlacc pit. 
and we're going to take some more of that uh, mesh that we use for the rocks and create the inside of the sarlacc mouth. So you have to pass through the mouth of the sarlacc to get nice. into, into the basement. Neat, so, uh, 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 make like uh, the uh, the top of the stairs uh, get you like a mat or something other that looks like sand. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're going to go with, uh, black stairs. And then once you're at the bottom of the stairs, looking up, there's going to be something drawn on the stairs to make it, to make a full image once you step back. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, I haven't figured out what that's going to be yet. Uh, and then I haven't figured out what the other staircase is going to be. Uh, I think that's going to be more of a monster staircase, uh, Kaiju, Godzilla, King Kong type stuff. I know so Michael would be going, going for that. <laughs> it's a process. The, the way I collect is uh, I've been collecting what I call professionally since the era of Beast Wars. And I everything new that comes out, I get two of each, at least. One to open and then one to keep in the package. And this basement hopefully will be big enough to to hold all that stuff. When we moved to this house, we had uh, four moving trucks filled with just my toys and i took pictures of all that and we'll upload all those pictures so my uh my uh three car garage right now is just filled with boxes and boxes and boxes and uh, we have uh 20 foot ceilings in the garage and some of those boxes go almost all the way up wow and i i've i've been collecting displays over the years uh the largest piece i have i have a uh, uh nine foot tall optimus prime statue uh that's all stuff that I've, i'm finally going to get to enjoy for the first time as we set up the uh the the basement so um i did want to say one thing if you're looking for display cases everyone goes with the standard detolf from from ikea and i think i, I probably have like 11 of those uh but what i found is jewelry stores Look for jewelry stores that are going out of business. And I've gotten a bunch of cases from uh, jewelry stores that have gone out of business. They have the nicest cases, and quite often they're just trying to get rid of them real quick. Uh, hmm. So some of my nicer, larger cases. And they're usually uh, already pre lit, too. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to strip all those lights out and I'm going to put LED lights and everything. There's going to be a very uh, unique lighting pattern to this. Um, uh, so, and we're going to, we're going to try and hide the lights as much as possible. The, the light source rather. Yeah. So I, I've got some Photoshopped images, of what it should look like. Um, I can upload those two to the website. And, um, uh, remember when age of extinction came out and they had that big, huge Toys R Us display that was the, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, so I have one of those. And I'm going to open it, and I'm going to set that up behind some of my larger cases where all the loose figures will go. Because I have those huge 11-foot-tall ceilings. Mm -hmm. I'll set those up, and then I'll put the cases in front of it. Nice. So it'll, it, it should hopefully work. I know the bottom will get cut off of, the, of that display. Uh, but it should work, and, and behind that, we're going to hide all the electrical wires and stuff too. So it'll also be a fire hazard. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think my my room might classify as a fire hazard too. Um, but you know, well, let's kind of you know we've seen 
like the dream collection or we've heard about the dream collection uh display that rick's got going here and <laughs> uh, and really look forward to seeing pictures of that uh he says he's got uh pictures of his uh collection uh from his old house uh we'll look at those here shortly too um you know i've been through a process personally as a collector um and uh, i'm going to start with jack because he has a display behind him that is very similar to the way i used to display uh my stuff um got books uh, bookshelves uh, i started out that way uh went and got you know the nicer bookshelves uh, yeah that's, <laughs> um, i just got the cheap ones yeah well and i say nice i'm using air quotes here but <laughs> yeah. uh but and this is no by, by no means a knock on your display but i mean uh i would go and get like you know the walmart you know yeah, $20 bookcase book it has six shelves and you can fit as much <clears throat> onion as yeah possible. and and they and most of the shelves were not really movable i mean <laughs> uh, you could you could move some of them, but the way the, the middle of it was made, it's like, okay, yeah, this the, is useless. The one <laughs> well, center brace. I, I, I think there's an evolution uh, before we get to Jack that happens with collectors. I think people start off with putting the figures on their desk, mm. and then they graduate yeah. to getting a shelf, and they yep. graduate to getting two shelves, and then some people take the next step and get a, get a glass case or two, or, or 30 in my case. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because for me, it started with two bookcases. Then all of a sudden, my dad comes into the room. He's like, yeah, you're going to need another bookcase. I go, yeah, and off to Menards and got another one, got it set back up and everything. For what it was, fit perfectly. Everything was there. All of a sudden, I get a hell of a lot more figures, and where do I got to put them? It's, like, it's, it's that moment when your collection really explodes. It's... it's You've yeah. gone from a, a casual, uh, you know, pick up a figure once in a while collector to, oh, my God, I can't get enough of this stuff. And you just keep getting toys and it just fills yeah. up so fast. Um, you know, it's, it's like back whenever I became an adult collector uh, in around 99 or so. Um, you know, I I was that was around the tail end of Beast Wars. Uh, the Fox Kids repaints uh, were predominantly on the shelves. Beast Machines was in full swing, um, and I, I rediscovered my original collection. Uh, my original collection, I had about two hundred Transformers uh, uh, from Generation One, and you know, I had those on. I bought one single book bookcase. Well, within two years. Uh, I had went from one single bookcase uh, to uh, and several, you know, just random Transformers sitting around the apartment my, my ex-wife and I had. We uh, we had Transformers. Uh, within two years, we had Transformers in every room except for the kitchen and the bathroom. It was like the in the living room, I had one of those big entertainment centers. And across the top of the entertainment center, I had every Generation 1 combiner, uh, combiner uh, complete nice. across the top. Uh, had Predaking right in the middle, Autobots to the left, and Decepticons to the right. Um, the only one I didn't have was Monstructor, and uh, I didn't like him as a kid. And then by the time I realized how neat he was as an adult, 
uh, I discovered GPS and I'm like, no, no, I don't want slog. <laughs> uh, so, um, but, I, but, uh, in, in the bedroom, I actually had one wall. She allowed me to have one wall that was literally wallpapered with sealed on the card, uh, transformers. I mean, it was like, and, and we just want to say that right now you, you are divorced. Yes. And yes. yes so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she actually kind of liked it though, you know, so it was, it was not that, that was not the reason for the divorce, but I won't go into that. Um, but, uh, uh, it quickly became apparent that I needed more space. So, uh, I wound, I wound up buying three or four more, uh, uh, bookshelves and filled those up. And, uh, by that time, uh, moved away into another apartment and I was able to get, uh, an entire room, which was, Roughly the size of the one I'm in now, but by this time I had sold down because I really had got to the point where uh, we were living in, in a small uh, one-bedroom efficiency apartment, and so many of my friends that had came over had told us that it looked like a Toys R Us exploded in there. Uh, there were so many figures everywhere. Uh, so at, it was at that point I decided... I wanted a room where there was nothing but my transformers in there and you could actually walk into my house or my apartment and you couldn't tell that I'm a collector until you go into this room. Right now, that's kind of not so much. Uh, you go into my, my living room, while there's not toys in there, there's still posters all over the place. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, transformers posters everywhere. Uh, but but you don't see any toys till you actually come in here. And um, fast forward a few years, uh, uh, about three years ago, three or four years ago, um, moved into a duplex and uh, had a entire living room downstairs, and then there was a living room upstairs. Uh, it was a 2,200-square-foot duplex that I lived in, and... Um, four bedrooms so i had an entire bedroom that was nothing but my computer room uh had you know like my oddball collection in there like some of he-man stuff that i uh, that i had and uh things like that uh but the entire uh downstairs living room uh i went to ikea and bought uh the detolfs that you see behind me and uh put my collection in those and that was the beginning of my glass display case era. Um, and uh, uh, now I'm in this apartment here. Uh, I've actually got another display case. It's, it's a glass display case, but it's slightly larger than Ikea Detolf. It's about one and a half times uh, the, the uh, volume of one. So the larger figures like uh, Generations of Metroplex, uh, G1 Fort Max, uh, I can remove a shelf and it eas they easily both fit on one shelf. That's how big this display case is. Um, I have lit mine with uh, LED daylight bulbs. Uh, so it has a, uh, a pure white light and, uh, and it's not only bright, but it's, uh, it, uh, makes the colors and the figures uh, 
show more realistically, uh, you know, as opposed to if I lit them with uh, yellow light or any other kind of light, you know, it would just kind of, it kind of detracts from the overall uh, visual of the actual toys themselves. Um, so lighting is important. Um, and uh, while, while the IKEA Detoffs are, are a really nice uh, display in and of themselves, and they're relatively inexpensive, about 70 bucks a piece, um, I do recommend that if you have a larger collection and you're wanting to upgrade to a, uh, a glass display uh, to spend a few extra dollars and uh, go for... Uh, bigger display cases. I mean, Detoffs are nice, uh, and if you have a small collection, they're fine. Um, but large collections, I, I, would, I would recommend larger cases. And like Rick said, maybe even hit up some uh, jewelry stores, and, and I'm sure they've got some great ones there. Uh, even if you have the room, maybe get one of those long uh, counter uh, glass displays. Uh, uh, I've actually coveted one of those before. I, I I just don't have the room for it now. Um, but uh, well, I want to go back to Jack and let him talk a little bit more about his display uh, uh, collection. And uh, then we'll go to uh, to Michael. And then I want to talk about what I have a vision for of my collection. We've heard Rick's um, and uh, everything. We'll kind of uh, come full circle with him showing his older collection uh, display here shortly. But uh, Jack, uh, you want to tell us about how you display your your figures and what you have vision for it? Well, obviously, like you said, I've done the cheap old bookcases where I started with two. Then, like I said, my dad came into the room. You're going to need another one. Got three. Then, um, so this is pretty much the main chunks, like the three big chunks of the collection, which is Generations, Prime, and Movie. And I pretty much keep them separated by series. So, like, one shelf for the Prime, for an example. One shelf is the R.A.D., pretty much to start off the Prime series. Another one is Cyberverse. And the other is uh, Beast Hunters. So, I, get, I don't like to separate them up by faction. I just like to separate it by series so I know where to put it. It's pretty much like an easy... Uh, uh, like I moved within, I moved twice within the last year, and by doing it by series, it's a lot easier. To uh, so I say it like when I pull figures out of the shelf or the out of the box, put them right on the shelf so I save them for later. Because I or I actually also take pictures so I know what I had. Because this setup right now is actually what I had two houses ago. Then the house later, pretty much the same thing. That shelf there is all my Unicron trilogy, pretty much, and, oops, but anyways, um, remember, we do have audio listeners, too, so kind of, uh, be, be descriptive, <laughs> yeah, this shelf behind me is the Unicron trilogy, which, obviously, Armada, Cybertron, and Energon, um, wait, people collect those? Yes, yes, they do, <laughs> running long-time joke that on, that was, on that <laughs> Just after I started collecting, that's when Armada started, because I think I got in just at, I think, during Robots in Disguise. 
and I didn't collect any. I didn't get any of those figures. I didn't really find any interesting. But now I want like Optimus, Megatron, Magnus, um, pretty much the Autobot brothers. But um, but yeah, this one I just don't really have all that much um, rules for it. But as, um, as he strokes the uh, the uh, Osaka Toy Fair clear sideburn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that and it's shelled now. The Unicron Trilogy stuff, I don't really have rules for it as long it's, as it's in there. And I could really care less. And the final shelf I have is my Autobot Masterpiece, which is that way, um, off to the side. Um, no rules for that one besides, you know, Autobot MPs. Um, I couldn't really find any other shelf space because my MPs are actually at the top of the bookshelves. Then came along Combiner Wars and Titans Returns, and that took over, and there's at least maybe 100 figures up there, and that's where that's that collection's staying. So I pretty much the only rule I have is sorted out by series. Um, otherwise, if I don't, I would have been like, where the hell did I put Prime Arachnid among... Titans Return, Chrome Dome, and Fall Cybertron figures. It's like, yeah. You know, that, that, that brings up uh, another another uh, thought on, a, on, on this topic. And I've run into it so many times. I typically uh, segregate my figures. Like, I keep Masterpiece with Masterpiece and Titan Returns with Titan Returns. But once in a while, you'll get a figure that, like, just doesn't fit with, you know, because of its size or because of how full a particular shelf is it's like you run out of room and then okay i need to put this somewhere else it's like yeah, my, ma- my masterpiece star saber i really don't have anywhere big enough to fit him uh because he you know he's kind of a standalone he you know i have like like behind me i don't know if you can see it but uh well it's pro it's partially cut off by the camera but um off to my right behind me, I have uh, like my masterpiece uh, Autobots. Uh, the top shelf is like season one bots. Second shelf is season two bots. And then behind uh, me on in the, uh, the Detolf, the top shelf are masterpiece Decepticons. Uh, and then right below that are season three Autobots. Uh, and I do include third party masterpiece in with that um, to kind of fill in the uh, the gaps where uh, Hasbro and Takara are, are slacking. And um, sometimes I just run out of room for putting figures where I want to put them. And you brought up a, 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 a topic, you know, it's like you got shelves, you know, where there's like over 100 figures in one shelf. You know, there's some 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 of my, my shelves that are just so packed full you can hardly tell what's on the shelf. You know, yeah, like you said... That, uh, that's an issue. It really is. When you said, like, when you have a new figure and you're trying to put it in the shelf you wanted to and you can't, so you have to find another place, that's what I had to do with four Titans Return Deluxes because the Titans Return Combiner Wars is so full to where I actually had to put Hardhead, Trigger Happy, um, Getaway, and Double Cross on the Fall of Cybertron shelf until I can make room. And... Combiner Wars Victorian is actually right there instead of up there because, like I said, no room at all. Yeah. It's just 
So, so space tends to be an issue. So, <laughs> um, now, uh, what what are your plans for your display? I mean, do you want to do, uh, do you run into any issues that that makes you want a different display, or are you just happy uh, the way you have it? I mean, is this right now? I'm really happy with what it's at now, but I hope to get some de- details from IKEA within. Maybe the next year. I just want to get a good chunk of change before I go out and because I think the closest IKEA to me is over in Minnesota, and that's a good three-hour drive. So I kind of can't go there now. Yeah, you'll you'll want to go and pick up your detolfs. You don't want to ship them because they are yeah. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at you know like seventy dollars for a detolf, uh, and then if you have it shipped, you're probably looking at three hundred and fifty to ship it. So yeah, <laughs> so that's. That's why I don't mind the drive going in to go pick those things up. So, but yeah, that's what I kind of hope to do. Um, get detuffs with good lighting because pretty much the lights I have now are just these little light strips that were like, I want to say, ten bucks that were from Menards, and all they do is you press the button or the press the lights and it turns on, but this one doesn't have the batteries in it. But yeah, it just pretty much sticks on. But the only problem is are that they the ba- blue, are they battery powered or are they plug in? They're battery powered, oh. and you could turn them on anytime you want. Um, but the only problem I had is that the glue wore off, so it's the little white I, strip was the remnant of the. I kind of I kind of cheated because in in my room here, uh, I've got a uh, light switch just as you go in the room that turns on the outlet that is like right down next to mm-hmm. it. So it's meant so as you turn uh, that you can plug a lamp into that, and as you go into the room, you know you can uh, flip it on, and and the lamp comes on. Well, I have a chain of extension cords. I have one plugged into the uh, to that outlet, and then I have each of my display case uh, lights plugged in uh, to uh, to each extension cord. So as I come in and I flip it on. The whole room lights up, and every case lights up all at the same time. It's like, nice. oh, <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing in uh, in my basement. You're gonna hit one switch, and everything goes on. Yeah, that's what I hope to do with mine too. Is upgrade, but I just figured I get something to see how it works. And honestly, it works fine. It's just that I kind of don't want battery powered stuff, seeing you know corrosion and it getting yeah. kind of bad. And that was the main. Yeah, but yeah, it was something just to start off with, and I was thinking about going a whole setup to where it's like you said, flip the switch on, and well, uh, yeah, well, li- lighting lighting does a lot for your collection. Uh, you know, mood lighting, you know, highlight lighting, uh, you know, however you want to light your display, uh, display it it can have uh, a tremendous effect on on the appearance of it. And I've had more than one person that's actually come over to my apartment to see this uh, display for the first time. I know uh, Uncrasmatic from TFW 2005, he stayed uh, here at BotCon last year. And, uh, and you remember the story, Michael, I believe. Uh, I believe. Yeah, he, he stayed by here and along with uh, a couple other uh, uh, friends. And, uh, well, he, uh, he went to sleep in the middle of my collection room in the fetal position <laughs> because he just, whenever he came in here, the very first time he saw it, I mean, I flipped on the lights and he just, just his reaction was, you know, wow. looking around like, wow, you know, 
and uh, and uh, Scott Brenning. I know he uh, he's he's listening here. Uh, hi, Scott. Uh, I know he, he enjoyed it, and uh, uh, he within a minute or so of being in here, he's taking out his camera and, and taking pictures. You know, and that and that's that's a great joy whenever uh, fellow collectors come by and see your collection and appreciate the work that you put into. Uh, uh, curating it and stuff, uh, Michael. Let's let's hear from you. Unfortunately, my collection is not behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we can forgive you. So I mean, yeah. About two years ago is when I graduated to like the D twelve shelves. I was in like Jack State. Before that, I had two uh, large bookshelves, one like mid sized bookshelf, and then I had like. Uh, half a dozen shelves just, you know, mounted on the wall. Um, and I think the biggest thing that drove me to make the move to glass was, um, dust, dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially cause Florida is Ooh, especially yeah. dusty cause we have like sand and not dirt. Um, so, and then having dogs on top of that. So I, you get to that point where your collection gets so big and you have all these bookshelves. It's like, I need to get more shelves. Um, and as you get more shelves, you get more stuff and then you get more stuff. It used to take me like three days to clean like my collection, like dust every shelf. Um, and so I wouldn't do it very often cause it was such a chore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went with the uh, or you know I went with the detailed shelves. I got like uh, ten of them now, um, and then I, I just got some like IKEA has lighting that they sell, and so it makes like the uh, end result of buying a detailed shelf and the lights about I don't know eighty dollars or something like that, ninety dollars. About ten dollars um, more than the actual shelving itself. Roughly. Yeah, well, it depends on which light you buy. Yeah, um, I actually just recently with my Godzilla collection, it they currently take up about four details. Bought the LED multicolored lights, um, and they have a setting on it where when you turn it on, when you click it, they change color gradually over time. Um, and I did that originally for the holidays, but I sort of liked seeing the light change on the figures. Um, especially since like my Godzilla stuff has effect parts and stuff like that. So the light hits them and it makes it look kind of cool. Um, and so I've sort of just kept it, but, uh, with the transformers, I've stuck with a, uh, with like just traditional led lights. Um, and you know, we've, uh, we've, uh, all three of or all four of us have actually mentioned, uh, using leds and I want to point out there is a, a very good reason to use LEDs, especially if you have them in the cases themselves. And that LED lighting typically puts off very little heat, even if they've been on yeah. for a very long time. I know uh, uh, these two cases here, there's actually lights in the very top, and I can have them on for several hours, and I can touch them, and they're still cool. Uh, and that that is extremely important, especially if the lights are in the cases themselves. That didn't yeah. mean to, to interrupt. But, I, know, yeah. I know. And uh, well, 
So it, with those lights, uh, I should like make a tutorial one of these days on how I string those lights because it's a pain in the butt. Um, but it, it, basically, you run the like wires down one of the like skeletal structures of the detals. And uh, then it just sort of sticks to the bottom, kind of like with the same stuff that Jack's lights have. Um, except for they're a little smaller, so there's a little less weight to them. But over time, they still end up giving out. Um, but yeah, that was my choice of shelving. I've sort of been, I've started to uh, peruse like more, uh, I don't know, expensive shelving just because uh while the details are like a nice cheap solution the biggest thing they don't offer is uh space and adjustable shelves Um, yeah yeah and adjustable shelving and so uh like large figures you can fit like a metroplex uh in it but and that's the generations metroplex obviously um (laughs) but you have to you lose a shelf then and he's got to sit sort of catty cornered because his shoulders are just a little too wide for the D12, and uh, it's really just a pain. And it's it's sort of like that with uh, like my Godzilla collection. You get something with like a, they all have really long tails because they're Godzillas, and uh, so I have to display them sideways or bend the tail around and. Because I mostly collect like the SH figure art stuff, um, and but the the details are just not very space efficient. Uh, it you don't get a lot of customizability with them. There's a certain range of sizes that it fits, and then anything outside of that range, you're just sort of SOL. Um, so I've started to peruse. I haven't really bought into anything like that. Well, the the one that I have over here, it's got my uh, a lot of masterpieces, and like I said, I've got uh, Generations Metroplex, uh, which I actually just sold last night, so I need to take him out uh, and everything. But my uh, G1 Fort Max is in there too, uh, and literally Metroplex and Fort Max are on the same shelf, and yeah. I could probably fit maybe I'd estimate maybe six more deluxe figures in there around their feet so that's a pretty good uh, that gives you an idea how big uh square footage or or square inches it is inside this um inside this display case and where this was purchased was a uh actually a retail display uh uh retail display uh uh store uh in indianapolis i forget the name of it right off the top of my head um orson from capture prey uh, he had bought some display cases for his own personal collection and uh, some for also displaying at the Zone Comics here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, uh, he's got uh, a moon base set up there where you can actually go and purchase third-party products and, uh, and official Japanese masterpieces uh, from an actual brick-and-mortar store. Uh, and they're all inside of a case identical to this one right here. And then he's also got another case set up uh, where he has uh, uh, production samples from different third-party companies uh, inside that case so people can actually come into the store and see them. Uh, the great thing, too, is I don't really have an issue with it, but if you really have the necessity, if, like if you have small kids uh, in, your, in your household and you don't want them getting into uh, certain figures, 
uh, these cases are lockable. Uh, so uh, that's also very nice too. In this particular case here, ran about $300. Uh, but it already had um, uh, halogen lights uh, that you could install up there. Uh, we just basically took out the halogen bulbs and uh, rewired it uh, with uh, LEDs so they would be much cooler. I would not recommend halogen bulbs because uh, on the exact opposite, like we mentioned earlier, LEDs burn rather cool. Uh, uh -huh. Halogen bulbs are extremely hot. Yep. Uh, so uh, and oh, they yeah. stick and, your cheapest knockoffs up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they are extremely hot. They can damage your figures, uh, and also um, halogen bulbs tend to burn out rather quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, I would love to get another, at least two or three more cases like this one, uh, simply for the size. And the glass shells are really thick. They're, I'd say, a good quarter inch thick uh, glass, uh, tempered glass uh, shelving. Um, so slightly thicker than the ones in the IKEA Detolfs. Um, that being said, the biggest drawback for this particular case was that um, there is, uh, cleaning this particular case before I put anything in it was, uh, was an extreme pain in the ass. Uh, and it's not uh, it wasn't just an isolated incident with this one because I've helped Orson assemble the other ones uh, for uh, for display at the zone, and you have got to use half of half of a can of, of cleaner just to get the, uh, the. There's little specks of uh, dust that just will not come off, and then uh, the panes of glass are actually stored in layers of uh, styrofoam. And depending on how long they've been in there, that styrofoam leaves an uh, leaves a pattern on the glass that uh, it, eventually it will come off. But it is a pain in the ass to get it off there. Um, that is the biggest drawback of those. But the end result is is really really awesome. Um, now, there's something else that you did, Michael, that. Uh, uh, in your collection room that I, I really, really like. Uh, and it leads me into um, uh, something that, you know, like what Rick's doing right now, he has a vision for uh, displaying his display cases and stuff. And once I actually am able to get to the point where I move into my own house and I can do what I want to to the walls, uh, there's there's an entire idea that I, I want to do. Uh, but you've you've actually started something like that in uh, in not just you're, you've gone beyond just displaying uh, the display cases uh, and and all that. What what else have you done? Well, yeah. So when I moved in, I like designated one room as this is where the collection's going, and uh, I knew I I have six details. I have all my Beast Wars stuff in it, so I knew that. Um, the first thing I did is I'm like, I'm going to paint this room uh, a, a color that would go well with like all my transformers. So I painted it a dark purple. Um, it's all like, it's yeah, borderlines on, uh, well, not black, but it's pretty, it's pretty dark purple. Um, and then I had the idea. I'm like, I really would like to have just a nice big Predacon symbol that's behind like glass cases. Um, 
so that you know it just night just pops sort of just sits right behind everything and you just see this symbol um and are, there, so, are there figures that are obscuring that or do you, do you have to position the figures a certain um, way so you can get the impression of the the figures are they obscure it a little bit um but you can still see, the biggest thing that actually um obscures it that i didn't anticipate was the detolf shelf itself and uh just sort of the way that it has gaps between each shelf it sort of breaks up the image more than i would have liked it to um but um and the way that we did that i uh my mother has a friend who paints like daycares and stuff like that and so she came out and projected using just like one of those school projectors that you used to have we used to have in the 90s that Mm -hmm. there's no need for them to exist anymore (laughs) Um, yep project that on the wall trace it and then it's just color in the lines at that point um so i did that on that wall on the other wall opposite it there's actually a decepticon symbol but right now it just has boxes piled up in front of it because i haven't gotten the rest of my collection out i need to go buy more shelves (laughs) um because i decided moving in that i wasn't going to mount shelves on my walls anymore um just because i didn't want to put holes in the walls necessarily um but more so because the shelf, those shelves just are hard to maintain, um, and uh, so I, I wanted something that sit, sits lower to the floor, like the higher there. Now the one, the one caveat there is I actually have my house has a bunch of alcoves all over the place, uh, like above doors, above closets. Um, there's some shelves of in like the kitchen area and so i've filled some of those in with various figures and stuff i collect um like you actually see an example of that um up there there's like a shelf along that wall this the, the room i'm in typically or it's the master bedroom of the house but uh use it as an office um so i've used some of those but really like i i wanted to sort of keep my stuff in a more manageable area um but yeah the right now my biggest vision for that was the symbols and so i was like i'm gonna make this room this room is going to be a transformers room and so i put that and i have a few like posters and stuff i plan on hanging on the walls um to add a little more to it but uh that's what i did for now now going for the future and stuff like that like i have seen the like jewelry case displays the nice long ones and if the beast wars masterpiece line continues as it is i would love one of these days or you know in the future once there's more substance to it to get one of those and maybe set up a diorama in there or something Mm, if that line continues um but that hinges on that line continuing i hope it does i'll tell you what been drooling over Cheetor these I, past week with all the images coming out. Yeah, and, and then the prospect <laughs> of, of uh, Dinobot that uh, oh. that uh, has uh, we've seen already. You know, I, I I don't know if you saw the pictures, but um, the uh, Indianapolis Children's Museum uh, last year uh, had uh, a, I believe it was last year, might have been the year before last. Uh, they had their Transformers exhibit there, and. Uh, 
was actually fortunate enough to go to it. And as soon as you walk in, um, there's like several display cases that they had uh, with uh, Generation 1 figures uh, that was in a big glass case. And they had some backing in there. And um, it was very reminiscent, uh, if uh, a lot of people are familiar with toyhacks.com, uh, repro labels, um, the, you can actually get um, the, uh, these, uh, these backdrops that will fit perfectly inside like Ikea Detoffs and everything uh, that are, uh, you know, they're styled like uh, like the inside of the Ark or the inside of the Nemesis or a street scene or a Cybertronian scene, a desert scene, uh, you know, scene, things of that nature. Well, if, uh, to my recollection, they had like, like, it was like a futuristic looking back, uh, background and then they had several different eras of uh, G1s on there. They had some <clears throat> 84s, some movie eras, some headmasters, uh, and everything. And then as you go in, there was this huge table that they had set up uh, that was a huge Beast Wars diorama. It was like uh, they had like these crystals coming up out of the ground, you know, that was that was lit uh, like they were Energon crystals coming up out of the, out of the ground. And they had like Megatron and, and Primal uh, fighting each other and, you know, Waspinator flying in the air. It, it was just absolutely awesome. I haven't had thought about the crystals coming out of the ground. I'm going to have to do like a corner of something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of, kind of what my, my vision is. If I'm ever, uh, to able to get a, able to get a house, um, much like Rick does, I want to have a basement set up that is big enough to display my uh, my collection and one that I can actually grow my collection into. Right now, I, I'm at a point where, you know, right, right now I'm in the middle of a big sale. You know, part of it is necessity and part of it, I actually started it before it became a necessity, uh, the sale, in that I needed to clear out room because I, I wanted to focus my collection more on the masterpiece side of things and, you know, with you know, some Titan returns mixed in, but my goal is to have like the best version of, or interpretation of a character that, in my opinion, that there is. And, uh, masterpiece figures are not small. They take Ooh. up a lot of room and there's just more and more coming, uh, whether, uh, they're official or unofficial. And I need room for that, especially when I'm looking ahead to, uh, you know, fans toys, uh, Terminus Giganticus, the, the, uh, the Omega Supreme, <laughs> that thing is enormous. That's going to be huge. Uh, I've seen, I've, I've seen and held the very first part for, uh, uh, the fall of Cybertron Trypticon, uh, um, apocalypse and the box itself, uh, for the first part, I mean, it would reach from like the top of my head to the middle of my stomach. And that's just that's just the top part of the Trypticon. So I can understand why they're selling it in two pieces because it's just so large that it would be nearly impossible for retailers to ship that stuff. But moving back to my, my display, uh, my, my dream uh, of having a basement, uh, I wanted to have in the center of the room a giant diorama, uh, all a G1, you know, kind of have like uh, a backdrop along one back of the wall that was 
you remember the uh, the ca the G1 catalogs when you open it up and the way they had the figures displayed there. I am such a huge fan of those. You know, I, I know they were just, you know, here's our figures, here's what's coming out. I love that stuff. I wish they did it still. Um, but it's 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 a lost art, bygone era. But I love that. Uh, but take that one extra step farther and and have battle scenes. Uh, you know, all these all these characters fighting it out. Uh, you know, have like water over here. You know, a dry land over here, mountainous area, and then maybe a desert region over here. Uh, I, I just want to have a big diorama like that. Uh, along the walls, my vision is to paint, uh, as you go into the room, uh, I wanted like entire wall to be black uh, and white speckles all over it, uh, you know, to, uh, to have like a star field. Um, or maybe even get one of those things that, that like shines LED lights, you know, all throughout the room, you know. Uh, and then I wanted to have... Uh, Unicron painted on the walls uh, and then have uh, like as you walk in on one side you see Unicron and then his arm is like stretching all around the, the room and then on one side of the room he is like grabbing the hold of Cybertron you know and then have display uh, the display cases along the, uh, the other side of the room and then you know above and below Unicron's arm uh, around the room have different posters uh you know artwork uh hanging you know in, in a staggered pattern uh that's my vision that i want to have in my collection um i'm a long way from that but i'm at a point now where i'm happy with the way mine is displayed now but i want to do more it's just right now i can't um another thing that I don't think we've mentioned that is also important is sunlight. Uh, keeping sunlight out of your rooms. I currently have uh, blackout curtains on Same. the room and everywhere. Uh, the last five years that I've had my collection displayed, they've been in rooms with complete uh, that either had no windows or if there were windows, there were blackout curtains over the windows and then the edges pinned down to where light very little light can get through that's not not the light that, that's in the room. I don't want sunlight in there because I don't want to have to be bleaching my toys another 10, 15 years down the road. Uh, any of you guys do that? I know, Jack, you said you do. Yep. I, the first time, or before I moved the first time, I had these, it wasn't like curtains themselves, but it was like the, shades pretty much where you pull them down it was pretty much like the uh um screens where you pull them down in school it's oh, yeah, kind of like those screens yeah it was just those and it actually worked wonders then uh i think i only had those maybe five six months then we moved then i couldn't really do anything because the situation we were in at that time was we lived with another couple who owned that house, so I couldn't really do anything about it. So I, I was just like, screw it. Then I get to this one, and uh, I, I'm now back to the blackout curtains. And it works. There's, like, no light that gets in. It's like the only time light gets in is, like, at the top of the ceiling, and that's pretty much it. Works wonders, and 
I've not had a problem since. What about you, uh, Michael? Well, yeah, when I was posting pictures of setting stuff up, you know, here, uh, when I moved in last year, everyone was, ah, oh, because there's a window right next to all my details. And I was like, you got to get blackout curtains. You got to get blackout curtains. So I'm like, I know, guys. I know, guys. I'm, I'm still <laughs> working on it. I actually have these. <laughs> Just yeah, Walmart? those are exactly what I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine were actually custom made because I have a ledge, and the window sits right on the ledge. So I had to get them custom made to where they just stop right on the ledge, and they fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I made sure. Yeah, I got those blackout curtains because <clears throat> the last thing I want is the sun to destroy figures. Yeah, it's it's a terrible thing. It's, it's one thing that we've seen over the years is, uh, and there's nothing like going to uh, BotCon or even buying something off eBay. It looks good in the pictures, and then you get it, and it's like this uh, one side is great, and then you turn it around, the other side has a big yellow or brown uh, area on it where it's been exposed to the sun for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. ha- having lived in Florida for several years, um, a lot of my original G1 collection befell that fate. So the sun gets quite intense here. Yeah. What uh, what we actually did, and and this helps because we have a. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to move out of this house. So this is why we're we're putting all this money into the basement. We had uh, seven windows in the basement, and we just uh, put frame and drywall right in front of them. So we got rid of the windows basically. Uh, now, from the outside, looking in, we put that film on them so it looks obscure, so you can't mm-hmm. see into the windows yeah. and, and see frame and drywall. Uh, but from the inside of the basement, you can never tell that they were there. So that that's the one way I'm protecting my, uh, my basement. I also spend a lot of money to get museum-quality glass, which protects against UV light, which protects against any light anything from fading. So all, all the higher end pieces that I get framed, um, sometimes it's depending on its size, it'll be anywhere from like 150 to, to $500 to get one piece framed. And, uh, that's because I, I like to use the, that perfect glass that protects it from the light and there's, there's no reflection in it. Uh, it's Duran, you, you've seen some of the, mm-hmm. the items I've gotten framed and, uh, right now I just got a big pile of stuff framed and I'm just waiting for that time where I can hang them up. Um, so you can, you can go that route, um, uh, which is a little bit more extreme. Yeah. I've, which, which I've is actually, drywalling the windows. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got, you know, uh, some art pieces hanging in here. Um, I've got, uh, original line art for several botcon, uh, items. Uh, for example, Ferric with, uh, uh, I've got Farrick and Devcon. Uh, I think Shattered Glass Prime here. And over here, uh, Jake Eisenberg did a Weird Wolf and Wonder Woman uh, little uh, little image. Is uh, I, I thought it was uh, unique because I admit I like Wonder Woman. Not only is she hot, but she's you know a superhero. You know, so you know I thought it was nice to have an image two WWs in the same picture. Uh, but right. uh, got Weird Wolf and Wonder Woman. And then I have the two pieces that uh, Orson got me for Christmas a couple years ago uh, from uh, Brave X-Kaiser, uh, Dino Geist, uh, my, one of my favorite characters that's 
a tra uh, transformer relative. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've got two animation cells with the original uh, sketch art right underneath of them um, on the wall over here. And absolutely love stuff like that. I, you know, you, I haven't even thought about my animation cells. I've got so many. I don't even know what I'm going to do with those things, man. Yeah, <laughs> they, these were... I, Looked like they were professionally matted and everything. So, but the ones that uh, my Botcon line art, they uh, they're all uh, Dan Kana uh, uh, artworks, and uh, I've got them in. I've got them matted, but they're in cheap, like Walmart frames right now, because I'm I'm poor. <laughs> well, it's not about you know. There's some things that. You know, like a lithograph or a comic book, that it's just like it's mass produced, so it's okay to have that. Yeah. That but a, frame. original a artwork. Yeah. Yeah, but when you have a piece that's like unique and there's just one of them, uh, that that's when you take that extra step, to, especially if a place to display it properly, and you know that's not something you're gonna you're not looking to sell later on. That's that's when you take that extra extra step, and you you take it to someone who can frame it professionally for you. Yeah. And there, there's nothing wrong with the cheap Walmart frames. I, I have a bunch of those for my lithographs and my common posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if I had to redo any of my posters, it would be these uh, the Botcon line arts because, well, I mean, they are the unpainted original artwork that was used for, like, the bio cards and stuff uh, that were actually seen at Botcon and uh, th that came with the toys. This is the original artwork that came with it, uh, that that it was derived from, and you know, it's 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 irreplaceable. There's only one of these. Yeah. Are they? Is it like the cardboard backed um, uh, ones, or are they plastic backed? They are actual. I don't know if you can see them right there. They're just on a sheet of paper. That's what was uh, what they were drawn on, and then inked. Uh, I believe uh, the the original well, art was done by Dan Kana and then inked by Jake Eisenberg. Well, and, I mean the frame itself more more so than. Oh uh, yeah, it's just the plastic uh, Walmart plastic. frames. Anyway, I got I have a couple posters that are in like the cardboard ones. They're really really cheap ones. Uh -huh. Um, and those things are a problem because it's humid here and they warm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was one poster I had of. Uh, it was uh, actually a IDW Ultra Magnus I had done up and had it through Walmart, obviously, because uh, poor. Um, but the way I had it to where it was a little bit glossy and I had it in a good frame. And I guess I was a little, uh, you know, but it was like the first time I was moving. And all of a sudden that went to shame because as I was carrying all my posters like the pictures here and over there and blah 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 as i was carrying them out to the vehicle all of a sudden it decided to fall and i lost one of the best posters i had oh. and i was actually planning on getting it signed um but i forgot who i was gonna get get it signed but i was i was not happy and i, I still have it it's in there with the broken glass and the scratch poster and everything mm. and it was I was so PO'd I, I can imagine now uh, something else that was brought up in the original uh, uh, post for this uh, this topic um, 
displaying your toys, uh, how do you group them? Do you display them in box? Do you display them with all their pieces? Uh, do you store all their pieces like elsewhere? Uh, you know, what, what do you guys do? Uh, we'll go back to you, Michael. Well, I'm going to two part this because, um, when it comes to like grouping them, um, I usually, it depends on what I'm, uh, how I'm displaying them, what I'm displaying them in. Um, like Jack, I usually don't mix, uh, series. You know, they, uh, I have, I used to all have a Armada shelf and an Energon shelf and a Cybertron shelf and an RID shelf. And, um, now as like my Beast Wars collection got larger, it's, you know, it's the largest part of my collection now. Um, I started separating them, um, because, you know, it, they're in detail cases. It was easier to separate them by season and then by faction and then so like if if you look at a picture of my details the middle two details you know it's season one maximals season one predacons or or also you could also think of 96 uh maximals 96 predacons 97 maximals 97 predacons um and then uh, the first two shelves are the uh, well I guess 95 and then 96 but the first two shelves are like your season one and then season two third shelf is transmetals and fusor season three tm2s um, and then from there you know just sort of separate them out by line and faction um, but then at the same time like generations titan returns universe I stick all that on one shelf if I could um as for like parts and stuff like that, um, I try to display them with any parts that they can hold. Like Cheetor has two guns. Most of my Cheetors, or they used to both hold both guns, but then at some point it was like this gun is taking up the inch of space I need to fit this other figure there. So now I just display them with the one gun, um, and I stick the other one in a bag in the closet. Um, and so I, you know, if it has a logical place to go on the figure and if I don't need the space, I'll display, I mean, I try to keep all the parts with the figures. Um, I, but I still have like a several gallon sized bags where usually I keep the instructions and then the figure or the parts for the figures of that line in the same bag, just so they, they don't get mixed up and I don't have to go through like a bag of missiles and say who was this muscle for um but uh yeah and if it's a like um what i like about like the the masterpiece stuff like you know this guy is he has a clamshell that his stuff can stay in so if it if there's a nice package that you know it's easy to reuse to open and keep the stuff in i'll keep the uh, pieces in that um, but, uh, yeah, I, I try to do my best to keep figures together. Um, but like the G1 stuff, the very limited, limited G1 stuff I have, I'm not going to have every extra missile on the shelf. Um, cause that's just a good way to lose them. Yep. At that point. 
Yeah. Uh, Commemorative Ultra Magnus. I got four of them. I'm like, yeah, the other two are going back in the box. Screw that. Well, I've I've did a little little cheap thing here, and I've got you know like uh, this is a spare one I have, but I have another one over here that's full of uh, oh, accessories. Yeah, I got those too. Uh, and I love the fact that you know I just I can just cut these uh, these inserts down to space them out. You know, it's like if I have long missiles, I'll put them all in one section and. You know, like, that's uh, a great idea. I never thought about yeah. that. And these are like, yeah, I got, like four I got a few of them. I have, I still have like one that's not even used. It's yeah. still like, well, wide yeah, open. It, there's, it's like, uh, those are sewing tackle boxes, basically. Yeah, they're, yep. well, they're they're like four bucks over in the uh, in the sporting goods section at Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they're actual tackle boxes. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. They, they they actually are tackle boxes, but it's it's, yeah. um, you know, I actually looked at actual tackle boxes, but most of them have the the trays that like like stack up and yep. i found that you know whenever you uh, whenever you close them if you went to uh to you know if, like if they toppled over everything just spills out and it defeats the purpose at least with these uh it's you know all one shelf you know and if i need to get more i just buy more they're cheap and uh there's little to no spillage you know if it, if yeah. it flips upside down or something um the only drawback is if there were um you know, there's really large uh, accessory pieces. I know uh, uh, com- uh, Combiner Wars fists and everything, they take up a lot of room in those, even if I flatten them out. Um, so they... they This ain't going to go in a tackle box. Yeah, something like I that. Do that. Something like that's not going to go in a tackle box. Uh, but, you know, you can find workarounds. But for the most part, you know, missiles... Little pistols, uh, you know, they, they they fit well in those, and I've got it sitting over next to my uh, my display case, um, and my uh, IKEA Detolfs underneath of them, uh, you can see the bottom. If you're watching the video right now, um, there's a thing that they used to uh, produce called the Expedit. Uh, they don't produce these any uh, anymore. Um, they they have something else now that's similar to it but not exactly uh which is it it's a shame because they were a perfect pedestal for the detolfs i mean perfect uh size and then there's like a uh, there's like a cloth tray that you could buy that slides perfectly in there and that's where i've got i've got one over here that's got like all my like bags with little instruction booklets in it uh things of that nature um yeah, I've been looking at. It. I've been wanting to do something like that. Um, I wasn't. I was going to actually ask you at some point what those were, um, just because like the, the the other problem I have with the D12 shelves is that um, they're short. <laughs> they're sh- yeah, they're short, and so the bottom shelf is really hard to uh, appreciate basically because it's right there on the ground. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking at trying to get something to raise it up. And then having an added benefit of having like actual storage underneath it would be a, a great thing. They to have. they have something now that's similar to the Expedit, uh, but yeah. I'm wanting to say it's um, uh, it's instead of like one box, uh, where if you have one detolf, you can sit one detolf on it, and that's yeah, it's it. Like, uh, it's it's like, like three of them. It's like three or four of them. So I mean, it'd yeah. be good if you want to set you know one by one by one by one by one, you know, and then and then just lay it down on its side. Um, it's good for that, but if you don't want to do that, then you're kind of SOL if you just want a standalone detolf. Yeah. 
that's one of the reasons why I like this case that I got at the uh, at the fixture store uh, in that it's a huge, it's not only a, a voluminous case, but it's also a tall case. I mean, it's taller than I am tall, and I'm six foot three. How high so. does it sit off the ground? Like, uh, the first shelf off the ground? The first Is shelf? Is it about the same height? Uh, it's, well, I'll, I'll uh, pan my camera down here. Yeah, so it's still it's, about it's, maybe it's on a rollers. couple of, three inches off the ground. Yeah, it's, it's on rollers. So yeah. um, now you could actually leave the rollers off, uh, the casters off, uh, I imagine, and you could actually make a box or something. But it's, like I said, it's the case is about, it's about six and a half feet tall. So, um, you know, you got to have rooms with really high ceilings uh-huh. uh, for those. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the uh, at the uh, live chat right now. Uh, Tekatron uh, commented. He said uh, uh, he sometimes has his accessories on display. Otherwise, he uh, he has a hutch with a storage cabinet uh, below it at the end of his uh, glass de- uh, detals to keep accessory pieces in, not yeah. being used uh, in Ziploc bags. Well, and it really depends on the accessory, like, for me. Um, like, this accessory, the... Uh, Banana box. Chain mace. Mm. This will always be on display just because... It's it, cool. But <laughs> It was so ingenious the way that they shipped it. Um, but, yeah, like, um, I have the I have the Microverse playsets for uh, Beast Wars. And uh, so obviously I have the little figures that came with them and the little uh, like pods that they could sit in and all that stuff. I had that stuff displayed with it because it's really like part of the set. Like you don't have the set if you don't have that. Um, but, you know, like like I said, displaying all the extra missiles, there's really no rhyme or reason to that beyond just having them out there. Um yeah, it's it's like G one. Uh, it's tough to display your G one figures with all the extra missiles. That they don't look that cool sitting next to them on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and for like bio cards and uh, things like the later lines, I love the fact that they've been uh, making them baseball card size. So I just go get a nice little uh, thing yep. to put those in, and yeah. they display nice. Now, my original collection. My original G1s, and I apologize for the noise that I'm making here. <laughs> no, the audio love it. listeners love it. Yes. It's like, what is he grabbing for now? A garbage can, apparently. <laughs> now, yep. this is from my childhood, and I have not changed it since. And this is only the only thing that remains from my original collection as a childhood. This is an album... As a childhood, yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> uh, from my, ch- uh, this is the only thing from my collection yeah. uh, as that remains from my childhood. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on here, but yep. I have the original box art, yeah, uh, all the text, box clippings, yeah, stuff. all the box clippings and the bio cards for every transformer I owned as a child. Oh, I was actually cool. working on the same type of system to where, I, like, say the Titans Returns, the Combined Wars. Generations throw like 30 deluxes or legends. Um, I'm actually uh, starting to put them in like those little sleeves, like what Duran did was like putting them in sleeves so I can actually cut down on closet room because that's I that was like a whole 
tub was just cards, and now I'm putting them into like little binders, and it's saving a lot of room. Yeah, I have uh, file folders, uh, file cabinets of just instructions and card backs and all the little inserts that come in packages and stuff like that. It's, yeah, all uh, my instructions are in a shoebox. I have to I admit that my instructions are not organized in any way, shape, or form right now. I actually have like a good chunk of I, there. See, I, I use just like Ziploc gallon bags at the That's moment. That's yeah. And I, I write the line on it, and I just have them in there. So I at least have them separated out by yeah. you know, what line they are. Um, but I've... like I, For a while there, I actually used to keep all the inserts that would come with them but at one point i was like this is insane so i now i only keep one of each like i still have like the kinner inserts that came with the beast wars um because when i'm pulling that stuff out i like to look through them but like i don't have one for each one that came with the kinner insert i just kept one um because it was just man it it gets overwhelming um i mean you would need a file cabinet like rick has and I have several, uh, and it's been it's been a few years since I've updated them. So I have a couple of uh, large boxes of just stuff waiting for me to go through. Which it's you know that'll be the finishing touches on the basement when I, when I get to do stuff like that. I can't wait to see your museum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to see some pictures of my old house? Absolutely, sure. All right. So how do we how do we screen share here? Uh, I believe on, on the skip a. There I, is a plus at the bottom if you, and then if you go down, share screen, and yep. then there's share screen. There yeah. All right. So now you guys are looking at yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, so this was this is the landing that I was talking about. Uh, these are the uh, French doors, Ooh. and um, and those uh, I built this. Uh, this is all flagstone. And then I built the frame, which is the Autobot symbol, and I, I put in the uh, small redstone in it. The glass doors themselves, actually, um, you might uh, recognize this name, Casey Collar. He's an IDW artist. He's a friend of mine and, and lives close by. He's actually going to create a piece of art that we're going to put onto those two doors. And we're going to make faux um, stained glass windows. So AC Moore sells a kit, a faux stained glass window kit, where you can take the lead and it's you just uh, outline, you kind of trace over the drawing, and then you paint it, and it's going to look like a stained glass window. Uh, so I think we're gonna we're, we're talking about it. I think we're gonna have like the five faces of the Quintessons and Unicron. I want it to be very Transformer religious. So this Autobot symbol here, this is four feet by four feet. And, uh, you know, I was talking about um, getting things framed. Uh, here's an example of a piece I, I recently got framed. Ooh. These are um, uh, unused card backs for Action Masters and a proof card for uh, an Action Master. And I, I had them all framed together. So something like this, I, I think this one was like 480 to get it framed. Wow. It's a, it's a pretty large piece. Uh, and I, I don't like to often share parts of my collection like this, but I, I thought um, for Michael, what do you, this, this happens to be one of the Beast War pieces I recently got framed. Oh, Buzzclaw. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so this one's actually like, this is like three feet tall. This is a this is a huge frame. Wow. Um, so that's, that was like, 
just one of the pieces. That was one of my first pieces of art, original art. So, Michael, how many people nice. would you kill for that piece? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for this uh, one, Michael, not, not the other ones. For that one, I don't know. Okay. I'll get back to you on that. So I, it, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. So before I show you some pictures of the old house, this is what I'm currently dealing with. Oh God! Oh, so this is this is my current garage. I could see it uh, Optimus just. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, that's part of my nine foot tall Optimus Prime. So this, <laughs> this is my current garage. Um, I can't fit my cars in here. Audio listeners, we are looking at a very full three car garage of boxes of toys. Right. So this and is a twenty five foot ceilings, I believe. Um, and it's just packed. And this is just the toys. The display cases are in the basement already because I couldn't fit them in here. Dang. <laughs> uh, this is uh, my currently in development USS flag, which is 16 and a half feet long by six and a half feet wide. Nice little uh, there's, uh, scale with Galvatron. Yeah, there's Galvatron on there for scale. Titan three-turn Galvatron. So you can see just how large this thing is. Dang. Uh, oh, oh. This is it from the other side. This is all going to have LEDs in it. It's going to be painted. Nice. We're going to 3D print the tower, the gun turrets. Uh, and it's currently sitting in, the, in what will become uh, the display room in the basement downstairs. Uh, this was me constructing that. It all slides together, so it's modular. You can take it apart. Nice. Um, so here's just a quick shot of the basement. Uh before we started construction on it. This is this was one of the early days when we just moved in. These are many of my display cases, which I got from uh, the, the white ones are from uh, jewelry stores that just closed. And I just happened to swoop in and, and get it. Um, for anyone wondering, when I moved, I had to uh, empty the house so that we could move the rest of the house. So uh, I got a 30-foot-long storage area, and I took a picture every time I visited it. And this is just like I want to make a GIF of <laughs> feeling it. So every time I took a picture, more and more boxes until you get to the very end where it's actually just packed with stuff and it's just full. And so this is what that process was. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I like the jump there. Yeah, just, just went the, boom in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was just uh, you know uh, getting ready to move to the new house, and then these pictures. These um, this is just my old house in Connecticut. Uh, I don't have anything displayed currently in my new house. This was my Beast Wars case. I, I separate my toys mm. by toy line. Uh -huh. Now ask me who I would, how many people I'd kill for that. <laughs> So uh, th um, this was walking down into the basement. I, I had a bunch of art and posters. And you can see with some of the regular posters, they're just the dollar store Walmart posters. Uh, oh, I like that Armada game poster. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that was the store display, that poster. Oh, uh, the, the posters I'm actually going to have framed professionally. That's what about the uh, the hot shot? That was, was that also? That was the display, display? from Hasbro. Yeah. I, I'm wanting to say I remember it, but. Yeah, that, that was in the well. uh, that was in the auction at uh, the first uh, Fun Pub Botcon in Texas. Nice. That's where that came from. 
so this is one of those long cases. This is uh, Energon and um, Cybertron in this case. Why? Is that like uh, is that one of the jewelry cases you're talking about? Uh, no, this came no. from a different store. Um, over here, this was uh, this was my RID case. At the top, I had titaniums. You ran into a problem because I could only fit so many cases in that old house where things just looked cluttered because they were all on top of each other. Because I have so much more space in this new house, everything's going to look very nice and, and separated. You'll be able to tell the individual figures apart. Um, again, everything looks kind of crammed in here. This is my non-toy G1 case where I had uh, my videotapes and some statues and my... Uh, Viewfinders, video games, pencil sets, just all G1 stuff. Um, this was my ninth of Optimus Prime without the legs on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't fit in my old house, so I never got to put the legs on. And his blaster was so long that it would... It, would reach the entire room. I like right. how Optimus is holding the WWF title. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one... I got that thing framed, too. That one's signed by a couple people. Nice. Uh, Austin. This was my G1 Autobot case. Nice. While I was setting it up, this was my uh, non-toy Armada case, which I found there was enough stuff to dedicate a whole case to it. Oh, yeah. I can so shoes, that. Happy Meal stuff, a lot of British uh, stuff, which never came out in, in the U.S. Uh, this was just a, a pulled back view of what it looked like. It was kind of a maze. In this old house, this, this the house, be, the best maze ever, though. Yes, this house was built in the 1950s, so this this was an old house. Um, this was your first thing you saw when you walked into the into the basement. A pyramid of alternators. That's always <laughs> a pretty cool thing to see. <laughs> alternators and vinyl. Ta- I guess some of those were some of those vinyl takes, or are they all? Alternators? Uh, no, those are alternators. Vinyl yeah, takes. Alternators. Yeah. Uh, I had two walls of just carded figures. Uh, and these were, I believe, six figures deep. Wow. So it did look a lot like a store. It did look a lot like a store. This case was my uh, non-U.S. Transformers that were in the box. Um, mostly Japanese, British. Um, I've got some of the South American mini cars there carded. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen a lot of this stuff. So this is kind of like a nice review for me. <sighs> Um, that banner, that giant Autobot symbol in the background, that was the actual banner that was used at um, Comic-Con when they announced the movie in 05 that they nice. had above the, the truck. I got, oh, wow. I got those banners. I, I don't... It, it's crazy how some things just find your way to you. Um, don't we know a guy that likes G2? Yes. He sounds familiar, yeah. <laughs> Georgia lover. Plasticon. Yeah, um, the Georgia lover. This, this was my $24,000 investment. This was my, um, the year the movie came out in 07, I spent around $24,000 in Transformers. This is my non-toy Transformers movie area. Oh my goodness. There was so much non-toy merchandise for that. Self would have oh. been so jealous. It was, I, I went overboard and I, I really scaled it back uh, since then. Uh, this is just another store display. This was a DVD store display that I, I happened to pick up. I love store displays, if you have any. 
please contact me. This was my generation's case. Uh, the top, where I get really jealous. The very top was figures that I had worked on. Um, a lot of the Bakon figures I had helped come up with. Um, you could tell how old this picture is because it's just like I think it goes up to like 2007, just by looking at the figures in the case. Wow. Uh, here was another uh, an extrapolated view of my Autobot case. Um, Alternators, Vinyl Tech, Masterpiece, G2. So, and then I have, even though I display everything by year, I do have dedicated Megatron cases, dedicated Optimus cases, dedicated Soundwave cases. Um, tell me if any of this stuff's getting boring. Durant. No, no, that's no, great. No, that's great stuff. No, more, more non-toy stuff. Uh, the Sandbot is here. Uh, some shoes. Card game uh, dress up set, nice. Card game dress up set. A lot of what's the uh, what's the blue thing with like the yellow eyes back there? That is oh. the sandbot. That's the sand. That's the. It's uh, got uh, shovels on it. It's a bucket. You can. It's oh, got, that's so. Yeah, I think I seen one of those before. That's cool. That that came from the Hartman collection. Um, it's one of my. It was one of my top ten pieces that I was looking for for many many years. Uh, Alternators, Binaltech, G2 stuff, uh, GoBots, Armada, Rock Lords. Um, Bakon sets, it looks like. Bakon yeah. sets. Uh, somehow I ended up with a case of reissue uh, Gajinra. Ooh. I just. Oh. I, oh, yeah, that's why I saw uh, four of them. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, mind I, having I, one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. gave I gave all those away. This was my boxed uh, Cybertron figures, my boxed Energon shelves. Uh, again, I get two of everything when to keep sealed, when to open and display. Plus, the Japanese items, uh, Armada. There are so many variations on that Armada Optimus Prime. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Armada Rhinox, oddly enough, I, I think I had like 11 of them carded. There was just packaging <laughs> variations, paint app applications, the new sticker, wow. non-new sticker. There were? Places, oh, yeah. Different places where uh, the that, warning tape was put on. That's and a bad then, thing for me. <laughs> and then I think I have around 9 or 10 of the uh, Deluxe Optimus Prime from Armada. The Bendy oh, yeah. Prime. Bendy Prime, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bendy yeah, Prime. yeah. Oh, they made – oh, there was like – a dozen of those in two years. But yeah, the thing is, is, it was, the best, and there was, it was the best version of that character, in my opinion. Yeah, but there there was like headlights, no headlights, headlights with a circle around them, new sticker, no new sticker, warning label on the right, warning label on the left, and that's just how crazy I I was getting to it at the time. This this was my G1 Decepticon case, and behind the figures, I would often put um, you know puzzle sets or carded items or uh, things that were pretty flat that would just kind of cover up the space. I'm not going to do that in the, in the new house. Um, this is G1 sealed items, I believe. Mm. Um, slash, uh, I got a few AFA things, uh, but I bought them like that. Beast Wars, more Beast Wars. Wow. Uh, it's like every picture he goes through, I just feel chills going up my spine. This was the other side, the other carded section I had. Uh, again, you could tell it It was around 2007, 2008 when I took this picture. Yeah. Uh, All the universe stuff. Yeah. Animated. Uh, it's just one of my Joe cases. 
This is again my Armada case. And at the top of this picture, you see all my lucky draws, which the, the top shelf was glass. You can look down into the case and you can see all the lucky mm-hmm. draws here. Um, this was my Beast Wars 2 and Beast Wars Neo boxed area. Um, this was kind of the pathway you would take around the collection room. The comment says it all. (laughs) Yeah. You just kind of see how, how little space there was to navigate. That'd be like a bull in a China shop in there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. This was the, uh, that's just another, that was the hall of fame picture. That was, that was just the Hasbro people at the hall of fame at at the first hall of fame. Uh, I'm in the back. I'm tall and handsome. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe's, Joe's, uh, Armada, animated, Beast Machine, or yeah, more, more Joe's. Uh, that's my carded collection of G1 uh, sealed stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. So you yeah. have to be looking forward to getting this stuff set up. Uh, how, so I don't know if it was me. And I was having to set this up, and I was just digging this stuff out and finding stuff that maybe I even forgot I even had anymore. It's I think it would take me longer to to get everything out and put it up just because I'd keep finding things than yeah. actually finish fit and marvel at it. Yeah, <laughs> finish what you're setting up because all this stuff is there's so much, man. Yeah, I've I've bought uh, things I've already had. Like, yeah. uh, I remember the best example was it was the Beast Wars Metals 2 pack of Silver Bolt and Rampage, where I saw it, it was like 40 bucks. I'm like, 40 bucks? I'm going to buy that. Sure. Took it home, looked on the shelf. There was one sitting there already. Took that one off the shelf. There was another one right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, various cases uh, with you know, you know, statues. I love statues. I just hate how they're all crowded in this case. So. Yeah, uh, they're going to be spread out. Like, you know that like, that brings another really question like uh, question up is how many how many collectors out there uh, have gotten got so many figures in their collection they go out and buy a toy forgetting that they actually had it already. I've there, I, I've been guilty of comics. It. I've been guilty of it myself. Uh, this was heading down to the basement, um, and for anyone who's curious about that Transformers the movie plaque. Uh, that was given to a couple of people who worked on the um, 20th anniversary of the Transformers movie DVD. Um, I did uh, two of the commentaries on that DVD. I worked on the special features. So Sony presented me with this uh, this gold DVD placard, and a couple of us uh, got them. Uh, it was a nice surprise to get it. Yeah, I'm... I'll have to look that up. I, have uh, that. I actually have that oh, DVD, that's... too. And this is me and my and my stupid face when I got the uh, the uh, pedal car, which was on my top ten list for like years. And uh, little jazz pedal uh, car, yeah. And there's uh, <laughs> there's a uh, Cheetor in the car, and uh, that that was me with a Hall of Fame statue back in the day. And, th- and there you go; those are some old pictures of. Nice. Of my collection. So, how do I unshare you now? Because I don't want you to see my. The same way, I believe. Yeah. All right. And then stop. Stop sharing. Does that work? Yes. Yep. All right. Now I've got, I've actually got a few a few pictures on here. Not quite as many as Rick had. Uh, Let me see if I can find and you, uh, if if you are watching 
on the YouTube video or listening to the uh, uh, audio version, actually. Uh, you can see these pictures in the TFYLP Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash TFYLP. Look in the album section. Yeah, um, several of us have our collections hosted up there. Yeah. Uh, well, these, these pictures here that I'm showing are actually kind of old. They're, they're from my original adult collection right before I sold back in around early 2007. Um, in this picture here, you can see uh, some of my sealed items. I had a uh, R.I.D. Galvatron, Armada Unicron, uh, some reissues. There's a bottom shelf of one of my G1 shelves that I had. Are, uh, wait, are you trying to share pictures right now? Well, if, not... if if you're looking on the YouTube channel, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're showing right. on the uh, on the YouTube. I'm doing a screen share on there. Um, uh, there's one of my G1. Uh, shelves uh, and I'm also one of those type of people that if I couldn't afford the vintage one I would get a reissue and I would be happy with that one so there yes there are a few reissues in here like that uh, Gaujin Rai in the background there I had um, a lot of Decepticons um, here's uh, pretty much all the combiners I had there uh, Omega Supreme and Metroplex, uh, G1 Autobots, uh, and yeah, there was the Fort Max. I had a sealed Gauge and Rye, uh, a lot of MicroMasters along the bottom here, a few of my favorite patrols, uh, and then I had a Brave Max, which I kind of still wish I had. I, I see a lot of stuff in these pictures I wish I still had, but uh, yeah, there's those Heroes of Cybertron things that I thought were awesome at one time, and now I could care less about them. Um, and this just goes to show you how little room that I had, uh, here, this is a perfect example. I'd had so many figures that I ran out of shelf space and I had boxes and I would stand them on top of boxes. You know, it's like boxes on boxes with toys on top of boxes. Um, and you know, you know, I got, I got this picture here is Submarauder standing on top of reissue tracks and, uh, Looks like Pretender Grimlock. No, it's Pretender Starscream there. On top of uh, a sealed uh, um, Victory Laster, which I wish I still had too. <laughs> I see a lot of things in here. Um, had a sealed Retgar. See, uh, well, not a sealed, but a, uh, uh, a loose uh, boxed Roadbuster. Um, there was the original Overlord that I had. Uh, double dealer. Uh, so yes, there's proof I had overlord overlord at one time. <laughs> uh, the keychains I had, I actually still have this, uh, this brawn up here. I forgot that I had it. Um, but a lot of the stuff I sold all the heroes of Cybertron. Yes. This picture was taken at Christmas time. Uh, and here was go. the beginning of my, uh, wallpapering, time uh whenever i started wallpaper with carded items uh had a lot of energon stuff here and there's a butt ton of reissues that i had uh, i loved that uh that uh, anime galvatron the g1 galvatron they had uh out of this entire picture everything in this picture i still only have the one thing in this item or in, in the middle of this picture and that's this reissue uh 2002 new year's reissue uh convoy I have it uh, still, and it's autographed by Peter Cullen now. 
Um, there's my uh, stack of uh, alternators sealed and a couple vinyl techs. And uh, some of the, uh, looks like the, oh, what were those called? Um, Robot Master uh, Seekers, uh, G1 Insecticons. I had reissues and uh, G1s mixed in, so I had like a little plague of Insecticons going. Uh, some uh, world smallest. Uh, the <laughs> remember these guys, the uh, Beast Wars reissues with the DVDs. Oh you know? yeah, the like yeah. tenth anniversary, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I have all those. It took me uh, like six years after they came out to actually finally get a Dinobot to finish my yeah. uh, transmutate, but I got one. And then that it was broke the only when reason, I moved into this house. Not that's the only reason why I don't buy those types of figures if they come with like pieces like to build another figure i'm yeah, like no because i'll always have just like one or two pieces sitting there without the rest of the body and like i'll never get to it yeah, again that was always just, the problem with uh like combiners as a kid um i i never completed a combiner as a kid that's why i never got those marvel legends there's like a few figures that look really really good but they always come with like a build a figure piece, and it's like, what am I going to do with it? Mm. Out of all, uh, out of those three uh, Beast Wars reissues right there, I only have Rhinox still, and that's only because it was uh, autographed by Richard Newman. Here, here was my uh, small uh, GoBot collection that I had. I had a Scorp, a Dive Dive, uh, looked like Fytor, uh, forgot that guy's name, Turbo, Psykeel. Uh, the locomotive guy, Pathfinder, uh, and a blue and white leader one. That was weird. I don't remember him. Um, here's the loose alternators I had. This is look at the computer I had down here, and <laughs> that just goes to show you how old the uh, this picture is. I, I haven't had that computer in like ten years. Um, and there was my beginning of my love for Death Source. I had the little uh, uh, PVC uh, Death Source on top of my computer. Uh, I still have this picture, the poster that's up there. I don't know where it's at, though. Um, loose, uh, large Armada and Energon stuff. Just hodgepodge. I really didn't have a uh, uh, organization to it. And as you can see, uh, a nice... Uh, level of dust on top of the thing here <laughs> uh, you eventually get to, when with open air like displays you just get to a point where it's unmanageable yeah uh here was uh, some other mixed stuff had some g1s mixed in with uh some energon stuff um and then a, you know there was a custom uh bendy prime that uh uh insane galvatron made a uh, scourge out of and then eventually they released an official one uh, another Armada Energon shelf, uh, some Beast Wars, and, and boy, that's this thing would crumble now. <laughs> uh, the uh, Transmetal Two Megatron. Oh yeah, Transmetal hey. Megatron. Yeah, uh, the Transmetals. Oh yeah. man, I had that. Oh, and, like mine broke on me a couple of years ago. Uh, and then uh, I've got uh, there's where I had the uh, OTFCC. Uh, sentinel maximus uh that was the sealed one that i had right there and then i had a loose one somewhere um 
had there was a cryotech uh this beast uh, that had optimal optimus here that was autographed by by um uh, uh gary chalk at the time uh don't have that anymore i wish i still did and then i ran out of room and i started resorting to numbered totes and <laughs> yeah as you can see here uh right here was uh at the bottom of this one you can see a sealed pepsi prime that i had Ooh, nice uh i think the i think the first time i did a purge um and this is when i was living with my uh my yeah. parents is when i actually started considering sticking stuff in away in a closet and i was like well i have too much <laughs> so mm -hmm. i i purged like my armada and energon and cybertron stuff and freed up some space yeah it's uh, i mean it's it's uh our collections are a ever-evolving uh part of us and, you know uh, and everyone collects in their own way yeah uh -huh. this collection is different and yeah. it's not fair for anyone to say your collection's better or your collection sucks it's everyone collects the way they want to collect what they want to collect and how they can collect absolutely yeah. There's, you know, yeah, there's definitely no invalid collection. Like, absolutely. We we actually had another uh, topic that was suggested to us, um, and we're going to cover it on a, on a different uh, episode. But one of the topics that uh, that was suggested to us was uh, alpha nerds or uh, uh, uber collectors, ones that uh, you know their stuff is always better than yours, and their opinion is always better than yours, and they know it all. You can't tell them anything. We're going to talk about those uh, those type of things and and those types of people in a future episode. I don't know if it's next week or uh, one of the coming weeks, but it was a, a topic that was actually brought up uh, to us from a listener, uh, Michael Turner, uh, who had an experience with uh, one of these types of collectors. Should, um, are we going to call that the hate show? The hate show. There's going to be people, there's gonna be people who absolutely hate us for talking about that topic because be because we're, we'll be stepping on their toes. I'm sure. Every now uh, and then, but you know there there are people that's out there that's like that. But you know one of the things about this show is that we like to share our hobby with other collectors, and we uh, we know that you know I know that I've got a really nice collection, but it's I know there's people out there that's got way nicer collections. That, you know as far as you know volume and 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 the way it's displayed. Uh, you know we've seen just uh, the tip of the iceberg of what Rick's doing. And I, I'm so full of envy, but I mean, just the plywood, bat, or the plywood uh, flag. cruise, you know, no, well, airship uh, or USS uh, flag. aircraft carrier, yeah, aircraft carrier. Good lord, I don't know why it couldn't come out of my mouth. Just <laughs> it, in its plywood state, I'm already like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna have uh, working elevators, working lights. Um, nice, it's. It's going to be a whole thing, man. I'm going to build Cobra Island. Uh, one of the displays I'm doing is one of the, the pillars in my in the basement. Um, underneath the Star Wars section where I'm going to hang all the figures, the, that's going to be painted to look like it's transitioning from space to the ground. And at the bottom, I'm going to build the uh, platform with the uh, uh, Imperial shutter on it with the oh, ADATs around it. Mm. And then I'm gonna nice. walk bases like indoor or something. 
Yeah, yeah I'm going to build that's, Endor right there at the bottom. That's Another cool. pillar I'm going to make into a Easter Island Moa. Oh, oh. just just because who doesn't who doesn't want a Moa? Uh, Easter Island, their base. So, <laughs> but you know, so uh, it's I, I'm not just about Transformers, man. I, I just I just want to make cool art and uh, you know what I talk about. I like. G.I. Joe wasn't really a thing when I was growing up, so I don't really have much of a connection to it. But same, even if I if I saw that in front of me, I, I there's no way that I wouldn't just be. I'd just slap a big Autobot insignia like on it and call it Johnside Kid. Exactly. I was actually just about to bring that up. I was, Thinking but like side. for a line that even like because I mean like most of us we we may never have such an elaborate like display as this is going to be. But just for it to exist and to be able to see it is the kind of thing that I could just go crazy for. Even if G.I. Joe doesn't mean much to me, but it's so cool. Oh, I, I, I'm not a huge Joe fan myself, and <laughs> I, you know, but I do appreciate some of the stuff. I'm like uh, Rick. I like uh, you know with Star Wars. I love the Star Wars vehicles. Could care less about the actual, you know action figures themselves uh i'm much the same way with gi joe you know i i love the gi joe vehicles don't care so much about the characters you know i mean it's it was it was during that time you know when g1 was going on but it didn't hold my interest like transformers did um but you know each one of us collect for ourselves you know we don't collect to impress other people although we do love to share it with other people i know uh-huh. you know like I, I said earlier when people come over here i enjoy letting them look at uh, at my collection you know it's uh it's something it's i take a lot of pride in the way it's displayed and it's something that's it that represents me and one of my biggest interests in my life and uh taking care of it uh, making it look good are high priorities for me. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that we've given some examples, shown some examples, talked about some things that maybe you as a collector uh, have not considered uh, or uh, or have wondered about uh, as, as a, a collector and displaying your items. Um, you know, I hope that we've given I, I need some to ask uh, for some advice from our listeners. I, uh, I love art, and I have quite a comic book collection, and uh, I, I haven't found the right way to display comic books. I uh, I hate keeping them in the box, but I, I want to have a display where I can rotate them out and enjoy the art and enjoy the collections of comics that I have. So if anyone has an idea, I've been thinking about putting slot wall down one of the, the staircases so I can line up some comics. But if anyone has any ideas on how to have a uh, nice comic display that I can swipe, uh, switch out different books uh, once a month. Um, please let me know. Yeah, Jason Rye just shared uh, uh, pictures of his collection in the, the Facebook group, and look, it looks really nice, man. Uh, checking them out now. Uh, also, uh, J- uh, Rick, we have a question from listener Jeff Perrin. Uh, he says, "Will your collection be in sections or just like a big mix?" Uh, like GI Joe or Transformers section, or will they bleed into each each other? At all? Uh, they're they're going to be separated by the color of the floor. So, for example, wherever the Transformers are for the Autobot section, it's going to look like uh, uh, we're painting the floor with acrylic. It's going to look like rock, and then down the main hallway, there's going to be a nice lava flow down the middle. 
For the Decepticon section, the floor is going to be purple, and we're going to put uh, screws in it to make it look like paneling inside of a ship. Uh, for the um, alien section, we're going to make it look like uh, the inside of uh, an alien hive. Um, and then uh, for the for the actual way the figures will be displayed, well, uh, all my G1 will be together, all my Energon, all my Armada, my G.I. Joes will be in their own case, and then I'll, I'll have its own case for my classic O-ring, my 12-inch shows, and then my modern era figures. Uh, my He-Man and my Thundercats will have their own cases. Uh, so it's not like they're going to be on the sh- It's not like I'm going to have a shelf with, like, Lino, He-Man, Optimus. That would be cool, but that's that's just not, for me, visually pleasing. It, it looks... They'll be seg- segregated by areas of the... Uh, of right. The, it, it, it's right. going to look like a museum. Yeah, that, that's essentially <laughs> what it is, and and that's what I, I, I aspire to. The, I, the only place, awesome. There's only going to be one place to crossover, and that's going to be on my Eternia display. Uh, it's I'm going to create a giant battle scene, and I, I just love Hulk and Thor figures, and I'm going to incorporate those into my, into my uh, He-Man battle scene. Like trolls and orcs and... Uh, um, uh, the big tree guys from Lord of the Rings, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm going to put that all in my because it kind of fits in the He-Man world. Yeah, so all that stuff. That's the only place where there's going to be crossover like that. Well, I mean, He-Man uh, le- leads itself to cool crossovers and and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, I, like I said, I think I think we've covered some great topics tonight. Uh, a lot of great uh, great ideas. Uh, great insight on to how to display your collection you know we all know that the the biggest scourge two biggest scourges uh for collecting is dust and sunlight uh and battling that is entirely up to you uh you know uh, i find that while my stuff still gets dusty in glass display cases uh it's not foolproof but they don't get as dusty as they did on just on shelves um that being said you know boxed items still go on top of uh, my display cases they still get dusty on the top it's annoying uh sunlight you know keep uh, keep it blocked out avoid it at all costs uh i know uh the uh, no matter what kind of lighting you have you're you're still going to have an ultraviolet uh aspect but not nearly as bad as sunlight um so, and if you keep keep them your figures near certain kinds of light it can it can damage uh damage your figures as well um if you have any other questions uh about this or comments uh feel free to tweet them at us at t f y l p or on our facebook group uh groups slash t f y l p uh post them on the uh comment section for this thread or just post them wherever on there. Uh, we'd yeah. love to. Oh. We'd love to hear from you. Post pictures of your collections. I love them. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Feel Definitely. free to do that. Uh, again, you know, like I said, the the pictures that I shared on here for you audio listeners, if you haven't uh, haven't checked it out, you can go to the Facebook page, and the very same pictures that I shared on here are up on there uh, under Drawn's collection photos. It's the old, the old collection. I think I need to take newer photos, but. Yeah, you can see my uh, you can see my collection pre Detolfs. 
uh, in my old house or when I was living with my parents. It's up there right now too. They're, they're ever changing. Up. You know, it's it's like, you know, as as we collect, you know, right now I'm I'm in the middle of a transition to uh, cleaning some stuff out and making room and and focusing more on a certain uh, certain direction I want to go with my collection. Um, you know, so my collection now will be different than it was last year. Uh, and I'm sure my collection five years from now will be different than what it is now. Uh, it's just, it's just ever changing. Like you saw the pictures that I shared, uh, or if you check that out, uh, check them out. If you're an audio listener, uh, the collection that I had, what is it now? 11 years ago, uh, is nothing like what I have now. Uh, and it's, it's just amazing. It, it, it kind of blows me away. I, I felt like looking at those photos, it was almost like looking at someone else's collection, but then I stopped and thought, no, those were mine. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, but it's, 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 it's this hobby that we're part of and I love it. Uh, guys, do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we, uh, log off here? If anyone has a cool way of displaying comic books, let me know. Uh, please send pictures of how you guys display your comics. I'm looking for something uh, completely radical and different. And if you have any store displays, I love store displays. Uh, DVD displays, uh, CD displays, McDonald's toy displays. I love that stuff. Let me know. I'm always looking to buy that stuff. So do you want just the, do you want to display the physical comics or? Yeah, I want to display the physical comics. Like I, I've been thinking about putting a, up a section of slot wall where I can just put the comic and then take it down after a month and then put up a different collection yeah. of comics. I just I just want to see what other people are doing so I can try and get some ideas. Well, I was I was just curious, like curious if you also considered maybe like scanning them in and having a screen where it just sort of slideshows all your comics on it. Uh, but, that's interesting. That's that's interesting. I don't know how. I don't know if I'd get the same enjoyment out of that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. that's well. I'm more of like I'm in a side, alongside the physical ones. Just yeah. I mean, I've just got yeah. dozens of white boxes filled with yeah. Comics. Yeah, so. they're like I don't. I don't even have. I have maybe thirty comic books in total, and even I. They have no idea how to display them. They're same. So hard to display. Yeah. Ever since IDW started, I've been. Um, Amongst my other comic collections, is I've, I've been buying all the retailer incentive covers, the A, B, and C covers uh, for every book since IDW started with Transformers. So um, that onto itself is just a huge, huge, huge collection. What about yeah. you, Jay? Do you have any closing uh, thoughts? Not that I can think of. Michael, yeah. do you have anything else? Nope, no. Just have fun setting up your collection. That's what it's about. Absolutely. And share them. Share them with us. We'd love to see yeah. them. I'd love to see them. Uh, also, down there uh, on the audio or on the video version, uh, please support us uh, at uh, patreon.com slash tfylp. Um, you, yeah, you can actually uh, listen to episodes on there, watch this episode uh, on there. Um, and most importantly, support us. It's expensive to keep doing this, uh, surfer fees, upgrade uh, costs, and everything. We need your help, and we appreciate every 
thing that everybody has done so far and continue to do. Uh, it just shows how much uh, people love us and what we do here. Uh, and we love serving you, the fan. Uh, it's it's our, our top priority. And we hope that we're not only informative, but entertaining to you as well. You know, because And check out our sponsors. Yes. Uh, sponsors are over here on the right of the screen. Or, well, Hopefully. my right, your left, <laughs> I guess. Or uh, vice versa. CapturePrey.com. Great toys. Great prices. Great service. CapturePrey.com. Where you can save even more on domestic orders. Uh, of $150 or more with free shipping. And also check out MegatoyFan.com. Uh, maximize your collection while minimizing your costs. MegatoyFan.com. You can find MegatoyFan at the biggest toy conventions year-round, such as TFCon. Uh, he's usually one of the biggest vintage dealers uh, out there, as well as great parts parties. If you're looking for a left fist for your G1 Ultra Magnus or a tail fin for that G1 Seeker, or uh, a missile for Spitor or something. I'm sure he's got something for you. Uh, or if you're just looking for it right now and can't wait to a convention, hit him up on Facebook. I'm sure he can help you uh, help you out on there. Uh, well, I believe that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, again, sorry for the day delay. Um, for those of you who joined us uh, late, uh, I wasn't feeling very well yesterday, and uh, and the only other person able to actually host. Uh, because he has a software as Brett, and he was unavailable. So postponing it was uh, the only other option. But we got it under under wraps now, and we thank you all for uh, sticking with us and tuning in today on uh, this extra day. Uh, good night, everybody, and we'll see you next time on TFYLP. You mean good, good night, afternoon. everybody. Yes, good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good day, Mike. <laughs> see you, everybody. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs> ha ha ha!